The Bellarmine Forum presents Footnote Catholic Insights from the Culture Wars. Here's your host, Christopher Mannion. We're here today with Howard Walsh, the publisher of Latin Mass Magazine and the founder of Keep the Faith. Uh, Howard, welcome to Footnote at the Bellarmine Forum. Thank you. Uh, first of all, tell us about Latin Mass Magazine. Well, we acquired it about uh, eight years ago. The um, former uh, publisher uh, asked us to take it over, if you might remember, Roger McCaffrey. A student of mine 40 years ago in Italy. Yeah, good man. So uh, we reluctantly actually you know, decided to do it because I've, I've always been in manufacturing. I'm, I'm not a theologian. And I was very happy with Keep the Faith because other people who knew what they were talking about, who were, we were simply duplicating them and spreading the word. Mm-hmm. But with the magazine, it might be a little different. You know, so I, I asked uh, uh, John Blewett, um, who was uh, formerly with uh, TAC, Thomas mm-hmm. Aquinas College, would he help out? And he thought about it and he agreed to. Then I asked Father James McLucas, Who's a wonderful priest? If he would help, and he reluctantly said okay. He was a little concerned about exposure, you know, because priests, because uh, the magazine is, you know, spread throughout the United States and international. So anyway, he agreed, and uh, so the, the name of the magazine was the Latin Mass, which is very targeted uh, to, to to a particular subject, and we, we wanted to change that a little bit to to bring it into more of a cultural direction, including the Mass, but also a lot more with history, philosophy, theology, you know, really broaden the uh, spectrum of the, of, of, the, of the Mass. But we, we still had that Latin Mass as mm-hmm. our, you know, so we had to uh, overcome that a bit because uh, there were, at that time, a lot of the folks were going with the new Mass, and, uh, you know, the Latin Mass uh, was looked upon as, as, uh, as a thing of the past. And when you speak of the Latin Mass... Uh, two things. This was before the motu proprio of Pope Benedict regarding what we now call the extraordinary rite. Right. But the Latin Mass magazine was devoted to the traditional Tridentine Mass. That's correct. Yeah. So we had. Uh, so we uh, we took the ma- took the magazine on, and my specialty is kind of marketing. Uh, so we're trying to figure the best way to develop this thing. So at that time. Uh, I was still in business, and I was doing well, so we, we decided, you know, we're going to really spread this throughout the country, so uh, we started printing. Uh, Roger normally normally would mail about 5,000 issues. We were mailing uh, 50,000 at a clip. And, wow. Uh, yeah, we really went uh, crazy across the country. I looked at things as, you know, things are urgent, and we have to get the word out. Mm-hmm. So we started uh, mailing the magazine across the whole United States. We Mail over a million and a half magazines. How did you choose the target audience? Well, the, I, I learned I, I learned that the the lists from my marketing background, you know, would keep the faith. Like for example, the Wanderer magazine, you know, was a good list. Mm-hmm. And there's there's probably about fifteen in those days, about fifteen really good lists. Mm-hmm. So we decided to uh, target all those lists. We test them all first and so forth. And uh, my my strategy was. Not to just to mail a flyer about the Latin Mass magazine, but to actually send the magazine itself. Mm-hmm. You know that someone could actually physically 
uh, have the hard copy and, and determine. So we did that. We brought the magazine up to about 15,000 paid subscribers. From uh, When I took it over, we had uh, under, under 5,000. Mm -hmm. It was falling apart at that point. Uh, so we were able to bring it, bring it up. But it's still a hard sell because the, uh, the younger people are not catechized. So, you know, we're really dealing with people that are 50 years and old, older. And uh, so, so it is a tough sell. So, but now what we're doing, uh, we're now, we now have a, uh, an e-version, mm -hmm. electronic version. And uh, so we're getting really international exposure now. So we go to different, actually 70 different foreign countries. Uh, we've had folks uh, downloading. All priests and religious are free, mm -hmm. which is very, very encouraging for us because uh, it's just, they're the future. And, you know, if they're educated, it's going to really mean a lot. And, you know. On the e-version, do you keep account of how many uh, priests and religious you have? That yeah. Yes, we do. Uh, we have a, right now over a thousand. That's wonderful. That that's a that's the new evangelization in the new media. Yes, correct. So you've got a double barreled out, outreach there. That's wonderful. But we're keeping the we're keeping the hard copy because uh, there's, there's a number of magazines now. Even Newsweek is just folded. Mm -hmm. uh, the Catholic magazines, but the uh, we're keeping the hard copy. I find that uh, there is sufficient support out there for that. Uh, in fact, we, we've just gone full color now. This first issue now, with Don Bosco on the cover, is full color. Mm -hmm. And we've expanded it by another eight pages. You know, So we're still in business. We're still going. Well, I know from our outreach uh, last October on the campaign for Humane Vitae, on which you were very helpful, many of your readers were supportive. I was really taken aback by the number of people who contacted us and supported us and signed our petition to encourage our bishops and priests and pray for them in their efforts to restore the teaching of Humani Vitae to its proper place in the church. Cardinal Dolan had mentioned last year in the Wall Street Journal, to the surprise of many and probably the chagrin of a few, that we haven't taught Humani Vitae, it's too hot a potato for 44 years. Yes, I and I think we're going to be able to deliver to our bishops and priests the promise of both prayers and encouragement and cooperation from the laity so that they don't feel like they're preaching not to the choir but quite the contrary to a hostile audience mm. which is why I think many of the priests and bishops have been silent about it as Cardinal Dolan quite uh, candidly explained we've been we've got laryngitis yes you know, we've lost, people think we've lost our authority and yeah. who's going to listen to us? Well, we want to let them know that we are out here listening. And Cardinal Dolan said something very important about Humane Vitae that I think is true about the uh, Latin Mass. And that is, the kids really long for this. Oh, yes. Yeah, most of the, uh, in our, our local parish, we have 19 Latin Masses. We have the Fraternity of St. Peter and Our Lady of... Uh, Fatima Church, I would say, out of the 19, out of the, at 11 o'clock Mass, which is the most popular Mass, is sung Mass, I would say 40% of young people. Wonderful. And their families and their young people that have children. I mean, you can just see the, you can see the renewal taking place, and it's a slow process, uh, and, and it's very, very difficult. That's why what we're trying to do now with, with the magazine is reach these young folks, because 
They're the ones that have five, six, seven kids, mm-hmm. and they can't afford even the magazine. Okay, so our latest marketing approach, which will be in the mail in another month or so, we're basically saying send what you can afford. Okay, and if you cannot afford to send anything, then just subscribe. So beyond the priests and religious, we have to reach these young people that are making these kind of commitments, living the faith, you know, and and support them. A lot of them are homeschoolers. Mm-hmm. You know, and my own one of my own daughters is homeschooling. I I know it's difficult, and she watches every penny. <laughs> so uh, we we have to penetrate this group for the for the you know for the future. These are how receptive in general are the parishes and dioceses to the Latin Mass after the motu proprio? Well, according to, uh, according to the Fraternity of St. Peter, I'm, I'm on a, a small advisory board with those folks, they have more requests now from bishops than priests they could send. Right now, the training, their seminary has 70 priests, uh, 70 seminarians, rather, that are being trained. Wonderful. Okay, so, no, they're, uh, they're growing, okay? What they really need is, uh, they need a, another seminary, Mm-hmm. And uh, we actually found one in Allentown, but uh, so far it hasn't worked out. But it's a it's a beautiful seminary that has facilities for a hundred young hundred men. It's a Vincentian, a turnkey operation. It would give them uh, uh, access to not only Pennsylvania, New Jersey, and New York. So we're hoping and praying that something like that materializes. Because right now they're all out in Nebraska, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, so they need to, they need to grow. But it's difficult. We had uh, we had the, the first Tridentine Mass in St. Patrick's Cathedral. I think it's been about 12 years ago or so. We had a Cardinal Steckler at that point. And the Mass was on Mother's Day. It was 5 o'clock in the evening. I mean, all the wrong times. The cathedral was absolutely packed. It was standing room only. Wow. Cardinal O'Connor, was, he was in shock himself because he expected a small crowd. And it was a magnificent day. And I found out from uh, some of the folks who had taken up the collections that it was the largest collection St. Patrick has ever taken in, including Christmas. So I said, wow. I said, they've got to have monthly Tridentine Masses. But from that point on, not, not, a, not, not one of the bishops or cardinals has offered another Tridentine Mass at, at St. Patrick Cathedral. So that, there's, a big, there's a major resistance there. Well, to open the ears and eyes of the Catholic public, how could they get in touch with Latin Mass, uh, first of all, on the Internet? Uh, Yes, it would be under Mm -hmm. latinmass.com. You'll find our site. Also, you can go to Keep the Faith, St. Paul, which Mm -hmm. is actually today's reading. I fought the good fight. I kept the faith. That's right. That's where we got the the name from, Keep the Faith. Wonderful. Keepthefaith.org. Uh, you can go to that site. That would be a best bet. And on for mailing purposes, because many people download podcasts and they can play them again and again, how can they mail Latin Mass magazine and get a sample copy? Well, uh, they could. Uh, uh, our address is uh, is in Ramsey, New Jersey. Mm-hmm. It's a seventy Lake Street, uh, Ramsey, New Jersey zero seven. I think it's four four six. Well, they can call two zero one. Uh, three two seven five nine hundred, and uh, we operate a very very small staff, mostly retired people, 
And uh, we have one secretary who is uh, the main stay of the organization. Well, it's a beautifully laid out magazine. I can't believe that people are doing this part time. Well, the writers are very cooperative. They're all professionals. We have our graphic people. Uh, you know, they're they're not owned by us. They're all subbed out. Mm-hmm. And the printer is another sub. So uh, yeah, it's it's done very very professional. You have to be professional today to, pre- you know, to present this. Uh, the Catholic faith should be professional. I agree. And the people are hungry for it, as Cardinal Dolan has said. Well, thank you, Howard. I look forward to having you on the program again to talk about Keep the Faith. In the meantime, uh, thanks for coming to Footnote at the Bellarmine Forum. This is Christopher Mannion. Thanks for listening. Thank you. You've been listening to Footnote, Catholic Insights from the Culture Wars. Footnote is brought to you by the Bellarmine Forum. Copyright the Bellarmine Forum. All rights reserved.